Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hey, Greg, what's going on? Hey, Ash. Hi. It's, uh, well, it's Tuesday. It's the 11th episode, so thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, and thanks for everybody who continues to like all of our content on Facebook and Instagram, sharing, um, commenting, sending us loads and loads of messages and footage um, of both UFOs, alien stuff, and also orbs and all things paranormal. So yeah, thank you very much for that. It's interesting to read, interesting to watch, um, and you never know, we might use some of it in future episodes. Yeah, it's been great. All the engagement on Facebook, chatting to everyone, it's been awesome. Thanks everyone just for listening. We're really happy with we were just two guys a couple of months ago just thinking, oh, let's start a podcast, see how it goes, and then we've been blown away pretty much by the the reaction from you guys out there. So yeah, thanks very much for listening to us. Yeah, definitely. In the last last week or so has just really ramped up and it's gone mad uh, uh certainly the last week um yeah. crazy crazy so yeah thank you all um continue doing it share the episodes share the posts we're putting up comment on it it it's all great all great engagement for us so we love it today's episode what we want to do is something a little bit different over the years there's been quite a lot of celebrities that talk about ufos and stars and stories, some quite famously, some not quite as famous. But throughout the years, you find, especially a few months ago, there was quite a lot of talk with uh, Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato talked about their UFO experiences and their beliefs. So I've got some clips from going back, some recent, some going back decades, from some quite famous people. And they've been interviewed talking about their experiences. So what we're going to do is, I'll play the clip. And then we can have a chat and discuss each of the celebrity sightings in a bit more detail. Cool. So this first one I'm going to play, this is actually related to one of the most famous UFO sightings. And this was the Phoenix Lights. And if you looked into this quite a lot, you, you probably know who I'm going to be talking about. But if you saw, most people know about the Phoenix Lights. They do not know, don't know too much. But one aspect of, of the Phoenix Lights was one of the first people to report it was an airline pilot. And that airline pilot is actually Kurt Russell. And he was he was flying his private plane with his son at the time. He was basically giving his son a lift. Uh, so he thought, Let, let's take the plane. <laughs> we don't get Ubers, we uh, <laughs> we take the plane. And Kurt Russell was obviously a uh, trained pilot. And Kurt Russell was flying and had his son travelling to somewhere near Phoenix. And this is his interview with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, some years afterwards, because at the time we didn't actually realise that what he saw was so big, because he wasn't like into UFOs. It was only years later when he actually found out it was a big, massive UFO event. Another son that I want to ask you about, because I don't know the details on this story, but you guys saw a UFO, true? Oh, you're talking about, yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah, it is In true. a plane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Goldie 
Goldie had an experience. I, I, she wrote about it in her book. It's, it's, she's not just a firm believer. She had an experience. So one time, Oliver, I was flying. I was, it was in a, in a time where I was <laughs> kind of like I had just a couple of years earlier learned to fly. So I was still at a period in my life where any excuse to fly would do. He wanted to go to Phoenix to see a friend. And I said, sure, I'll fly. <laughs> oh, really? OK. <laughs> so we flew to we were My dad Phoenix. wouldn't drive yeah, me to right? the mall, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, bowling, that was it. So we're going into Phoenix, and uh, we're, I think it was Sky Harbor, and uh, there's these bank of lights, six lights, uh, in the shape of a triangle going back, right over the airport. And I'm looking at them as I'm coming in, I'm, you know, on the, on the horn talking to them, and I'm coming in. And I, I'm not saying anything about it, because I'm kind of confused by it, but it, I can't tell if this is going to be an issue or not with landing. And Oliver said, uh, hey, Pa, what are those lights? And it was, and I said, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they are. And so anyway, I called up the tower and I said, what are you guys painting tonight over the, over the airport? And they said, we're not showing anything. What, what are you seeing? I said, well, there's six lights in a row. And they said, do you want to report this? And I said, I, look, I, I can't identify it. It's flying and it's six objects. <laughs> so that's what it is, right? So we landed. I dropped him off, flew home. Years later, I come, I come home, and Goldie's watching this show on UFOs. And the most reported one of all time was this one in Phoenix. And I'm watching, I start to see this show, and I said, wait a minute. That's the night Ollie and I were landing in Phoenix. I remember that. And I, had, I, I said, wait a minute, I've got it in my, in my logbook. So I went to my logbook, and I, I didn't mention anything about the, the reporting the UFO. But my, but my light, my flight was logged, so I said, "Yeah." And and on the show, they talked about twenty thousand people reporting it, and only one um, general aviation pilot. And I said, "That's that's me." <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so the weirdest part of that to me though was, I'd never thought about it from the time I landed until <gasps> I saw that TV show, and when I saw Oliver the next day, he hadn't either. Really? I thought that was kind of bizarre. That's when you know you have an interesting life, when you go like, yeah, UFO. <laughs> so, yeah, it's certainly it's mind-blowing, really, that the, like like you said, one of the most famous UFO sightings, and none other than Kurt Russell was the pilot involved. They didn't even know till years later. That's mad, yeah. He's uh, <clears throat> being an airline pilot or a trained pilot, they are used to seeing things in the sky that should be there. So for them to point out what is this uh, and, and make a essentially kind of mini report on it to the air traffic controller. I think that's <laughs> a really interesting one. Uh, and they didn't even seem, it didn't even seem to him that it was that weird, to be fair. He was just quite, quite normal about it then. So, <laughs> Yeah, I like that one. It's just surreal. It's just a weird, like, bit of yeah. trivia, I guess. That is, yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> him that saw it. Uh, so let's go on to the next one, and this is Robbie Williams is um, talking about one of his experiences on Sixty Minutes Australia. I've seen a few strange things. I've seen it. I've experienced phenomena that I can't explain. Uh, Seriously? It, yeah, yeah. Here in America? Uh, yeah, a few things here in America and a few things back at home. And it's intriguing and it's powerful. So you, you believe in the concept of UFOs? 
I mean, well, in, in, well, in, in it, the mysteriousness, I mean... In the mysteriousness, whatever they are, I, I mm. don't know, but I've, I've seen one, you know, I've, I've seen one right above me. And if I, got a, if I got a tennis ball out, I could have hit it with a tennis ball. And, um, and, and hang on, let's just, for the record, we'll get this on tape. No substance was involved. No substance was involved. No, no substance was involved at all. Are you sure it wasn't somebody from Take That trying to beam you up? <sighs> Tell you what, that Howard's got some incredible technology if he has. <laughs> Interesting one. Uh, the guy's definitely trying to sensationalise it a little bit. But Robbie Williams is an interesting one because I know that he has had lots of UFO experiences. Yeah. Um, and I know for a fact he's been able to skim off a ranch. I know he's had or has done definite work on investigating UFOs as well because uh, there's um, some paranormal websites that he was actually a secret contributor to to begin with. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, above topsecret.com, he had a particular username on there, which I won't won't say, um, but he was registered on there for a while, and then the owner of the site actually done a full uh, announcement of who this particular username was, and one oh, wow. held up a uh, sort of a, a proof of who I am photo with his username across this bit of paper, and. Uh, they documented this story uh, and stories of UFO experiences and like black lights and beams he's seen and um, and then over the course of a period of time they, he actually went on investigations to Skinwalk Ranch with this particular website and the owners uh, and it's all documented on the website so it's, it's worth checking out it's interesting yeah and, definitely and I know he has had a lot of um, substance abuse as they uh, they alluded to in that clip, yeah. Um, but this is post all of that, I believe. So when he was uh, during his periods of sobriety, um, so I oh, again, why would he share this kind of information? Um, because the subject as a whole, over the years, not so much recently, uh, recent years, but up to some years ago it was it's, it's one that is quite ridiculed by the the media um so for him to sit there and go yeah it was definitely a ufo above me and i could hit it with a tennis ball um that's some claim <laughs> yeah definitely a close encounter yeah definitely a very close encounter and he didn't even he didn't look like he was lying either he, ge he looked like he was genuine so interesting one i like that one the next celebrity I've got is another British singer. He was with the 90s band Happy Mondays. And it's Sean Ryder, who again, he had some history with drug abuse and things like this. And this was an interview with Piers Morgan on Good Morning Britain a couple of years ago. Why do I believe the UFOs? Well, the main reason is because they are. There is. You, you've seen... It really is. What I don't care say? what these academic what types did say. You they really say, don't know Sean? anything. <laughs> but... What do you want to see? Well, when I was 15, OK, uh, I was a messenger boy for the post office and uh, I was going to work one morning. It's 7 o'clock in the morning and me and this kid who I didn't know who was going off to Salford Grammar School or something, uh, who was walking to the bus stop, it's just coming light, it's 7 o'clock, 
and we saw this thing going zigzag, zigzag across the sky. And then it's, and don't forget, this is way before all the, the psychedelic mm. drugs and, you know, and everything else. So, and then it stops and then it starts zigzagging again and stays there for a few seconds and then shot off. You know, and I looked at this kid, this kid looked at me, we didn't say a word, uh, and, and that was it. And you believe fundamentally that it makes no sense that we would be the only creatures oh, to have existed. There must be alien life forms. Yeah, really, to, to be in the, in the ever-expanding, massive, great universe that we're in, in the multiverse, and us being on our own, it's that... That's just... Interesting. What, what, what do you think on that one, Ash? I think very interesting the way he said that. He mentions another witness as well, seeing this, this light. So he's obviously stuck with him. Uh, from obviously he's what in his fifties there, so he's talking forty, three thirty forty years ago. Yeah, and he's stuck with him the fact that there was another lad saw it with him. He believes what he saw was something unusual. The way he describes the movement of it definitely sounds unusual. With you think that's not going to be like drones or things like that back then. That's going to be zigzagging as he described it across the sky. Yeah. It was, yeah, definitely a good one. And he also references multiverse as well, yeah. um, which is interesting. That's, that's something that scientists now starting to, to believe in as well. So It seems like it's something that he's looked into himself, mm-hmm. sort of had the knowledge of like multiverses and expanding universes and stuff like that. Because Sean Ryder's sort of got a bit of a reputation for, I say, these psychedelic drugs being a bit of a... Bit of a lad type type guy, yeah. uh, but he he comes across there quite educated. He knows what he's talking about. He's pretty serious about what he's about what he saw. But one thing I noticed there was the the interviewers they were quite serious about the questions. They weren't didn't seem to be sort of taking the mick a little bit. Yeah, with the Robbie Williams one, the the interviewer there was kind of was it a joke? Was the drugs involved and stuff like that? So that was a bit different to that one. But the next couple I've got sort of show how it does get treated in the media by a bit of a joke and they don't take it too seriously. This next one is Kim Wilde, who I believe is a old singer from a couple of decades ago. Not that. <laughs> my, my era, my era. <laughs> I never heard of her. But she was on Loose Women on ITV, again in the UK, um, which is a, a woman-led talk show that's on in the daytime with an all-female panel so i'll play this one so you had an alien encounter so tell us what happened yeah um it was in 2009 and um i was in our garden with my husband and a girlfriend of mine called edwina and we saw some helicopters and a bright light come towards us from the southwest and so we you know we looked of course expecting to see maybe they were after someone maybe that person was coming running up the garden uh, that didn't happen the helicopters left so and they were really close to you, you mean like coming Kind of uh, above, the, above the house. And they the looked like helicopters. But no, they were helicopters. They were. Yeah. They, but, but I think that they were scrambled to try and find out what this thing was. Okay. Anyway, the helicopters went off. Uh, the light remained uh, behind cloud in the sky. We went to investigate. Then the cloud... Uh, there, there was a stats. Now, someone took that photograph from Welland Garden City and it got published in the Welland and Hatfield Times a few days after I saw it. And everyone thought I'd been on the Pinot Grigio and, it, you know, <laughs> la, 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 la. 
Um, actually, I hadn't. Uh, where, where I had been was very dull, actually. I've been an Ernie all night, all night but that's another story. Oh. And, um, yeah, <laughs> really. Uh, with, with Harry. Anyway, it's a long ah. story. It's a long story. And I'm looking up and I'm seeing this thing, and then all of a sudden it moves from 11 o'clock to 2 o'clock. And so we're going, oh, OK. Then it went back to 11 o'clock. And then it went back to two o'clock, and then a and smaller was it moving, one joined it. saying it was moving from eleven o'clock to two. Was it like going very in a quickly? second? Like in a second, so from over there, it went over there. And like Hal was second. with you, yeah, seeing this at the same time. Did Sorry? he believe it the way you Hal do? Was with yeah, you, Hal was, was there, and he went running in to try and find something to film it. And meanwhile, we're thinking, well, is this going to last for ten seconds? Is it going to last? Uh, it could finish any second. So I felt compelled to just watch what was going on. Uh, it has really inspired me a lot. I really believe what I saw was a UFO. It was, um, well, certainly it was a UFO, but I certainly think it wasn't of this planet. But when you and tell people, do you think? Sorry, Jane. Do you think you're a bit crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Many I just, people I say the looks I have on your audience. Yeah, the looks on your audience day, tell you everything you need to know. Do you think know. one day they will come and sort of? I believe they're here. Um, I believe that they are here already, and they I have been here for a long here. time. <laughs> I, I think they're, they're keeping. They've been keeping an eye on us for a long time. I think they're in despair right now with the way we treat each other, and the planet. And um, interesting one. Uh, what the people listening to the podcast can't see is the headline at the bottom saying aliens inspired my pop comeback yeah so like you mentioned if that's not the media trying to sort of ridicule ace and sensationalize a story yeah headline i don't know what it is but yeah she she definitely believes she saw something she said she wasn't on the wine because she'd been in the hospital i think with her partner that evening um and she explained it pretty well exactly what was happening in 11 to 2 going backwards and forwards helicopters all sort of classic uh events and things that happen where there's scrambled jets or scrambled helicopters yeah, yeah. she described she described it pretty well like coming from the southwest mm -hmm. 11 to 2 o'clock and that's as when you as the ufo investigator that's the details that are important that people don't tend to think about when they report ufo it's so here now we have to ask what direction did it come from, what direction did it go to, yeah. sort of altitude and all this sort of stuff. And she's there, 11 o'clock, 2 o'clock, came from the southwest. So it's quite a, a good uh, detail there. And then they show the picture as well. We'll put the picture up on the Facebook page. Yeah. But the picture they show is the classic bokeh effect that you get on a camera when it can't focus on yeah. a point of light. It's definitely not the best <coughs> picture I've seen of a UFO. Um, no, and you see lots of these types of pictures where people, like with Venus especially when it's bright in the sky, mm -hmm. people try and zoom in and it can't focus, you get this weird effect. Uh, so you could pass off as that from the photo, but when she's describing it as moving, like darting across the sky, like instantly from different position to another position, that, that sounds definitely more unusual than if it's just a picture on its own yeah yeah the picture doesn't do the experience justice um, no definitely not and you can see that towards you and the audience are quite sort of laughing about um saying about the seeing the ufo being on the wine yeah uh, aliens coming down and stuff and again like that it was the the co-host sort of mentioned aliens rather than just it's a ufo yeah. they're obviously making the link to ufo means aliens are coming to get us or or whatever and based basing it on the, the audience reaction to that one this next one i've seen quite a few times but it just astounds me every time 
And this is back in 1973. And this was an interview with Muhammad Ali. And it's pre a big fight by the sounds of it. And Muhammad Ali comes on to the interview and he's, his mind is definitely not on the fight. It's on <laughs> what, what are you going to hear. And I'll play it now, but there's sort of focus on what the audience and how the host is reacting to what Muhammad Ali is saying. Strange feeling coming on your show in my robe. <laughs> we thought we would have, I don't know how many people have actually seen a weigh-in or why they have them. And uh, yeah, Are you actually going to have a weigh-in? Well, yes, but you know the official weigh-in is. How, how, what is it official? How long before the fight? I think a day before the fight. Yeah. Sunday, yeah. Yeah. In other words, no matter what you weigh, you could you could change before uh, before the next day, right? I've been studying. You seem quite reserved tonight. What? I've been studying UFOs. Did you know there are UFOs out here flying around unidentified? <laughs> this would be the place for them, Southern California. I'm serious. They sighted a bunch over Georgia. I've seen them at night. Uh, they have real photos of them, and the government and the people just completely seem like don't talk about it, but. Um, Mr. Harold Salkin of Washington, D.C., is the head of the National UFO Bureau. Right. He brought me moving films. I actually have moving pictures of little saucers, of great steel objects coming into pictures that people took, and I'm just surprised that don't nobody talk more about it. Something they can Another great insight into the fight game. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I read that. But did you read the thing last night on the, on the news? No. That some physicists said that what the people of Georgia might have seen were that there are... There are probably several thousand satellite objects no. going around no, the United States, around the Earth, and sometimes they disintegrate and they come back into space. Not 50 feet over the highway. Well, it could. It's got to land somewhere. No. They call it swamp gas and some they don't want. I don't know what it is, but I think I do. But they actually, there are actual saucers and objects coming within our atmosphere and flying around, and people got pictures. Everybody sight the same thing in every city, the red and blue and green lights. But the... People, authorities completely brush it off as if to say we are mentally off. But I know it's right because I've been seeing them. Well, why don't they land then, Muhammad? I mean, if, now, if they're intelligent people, why wouldn't they land and step out and say, hi there? Or Ding, whatever they say. You know, why wouldn't they make contact? Uh, they probably figure they can't get no sense out of the people here in this country. <laughs> wow. So, that A is the weirdest interview I've seen because they, they came out dressed in robes <laughs> yeah. and not a lot else and even Muhammad Ali was a bit it's stranged out by that um, yeah he, his mind is definitely not on the fight you can tell right from the start and when he goes I want to talk about UFOs the crowd are definitely not on the serious side at that point no, no and it's like they're literally yards away from him and mm. I, I'm just like Literally laughing, like to me, they're laughing in his face, and yeah, they are. He, he wasn't happy at all. He was, he was like deadly serious. He's when he, like when the host was talking about coming to land and talking gobbledygook or whatever, his face is like, no, this, this I'm not joking around when I'm talking about this. Yeah, he definitely looks like he's not even joking. He, there was not this full seriousness uh, on his face. There, it's uh, I've not seen that interview before, so that's uh. That's a new one to me, but he definitely believes what he was being told by this UFO, uh, head of the UFO group. Um, Sim pictures, uh, they try and pass it off as uh, satellites 
dropping down to earth and Eve and says, what, 50 feet above the highway? No. Um, Reminds me of another interview that a very famous person did and his actual career went completely the other way afterwards. So David Icke was on TV, done a similar type interview and come out and said about all manner of things and he was laughed at during the interview. The presenter was trying to um, ridicule him and and literally he went off the, the map from then on. He was a talented footballer um, and then came out and said he was the one of the sons of God uh, and that we all were and that, that crucified him. They didn't. And he, he's never really recovered from that in the mainstream. Yeah. Um, so Muhammad Ali to keep where he was after that, I think uh, is testament to he put, I didn't even know he'd come out and said that sort of stuff, so maybe that was it and maybe they've said to him that don't say it anymore. Yeah, if I say and just crack on. But that is a, that's a good interview. Um and again the media trying to ridicule him a little bit. Um which is a shame. Yeah. This next one's interesting. So Again, this is, this is going back to a few decades ago. This is Steven Spielberg. And obviously Steven Spielberg's got, obviously we know a lot of the history, a lot of his films are all alien-related, alien-influenced. BT, and in this case, it was in the run-up to the police of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. So this is 77 or 78. Um, and what it says at the end is the most interesting part for me. At an exclusive interview in Hollywood, its director, Steven Spielberg, told us that while he was up to his neck in water filming Jaws, he was really thinking of his next film, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, a film concerned with UFOs. Just after Jaws finished, uh, I came back and I wanted to relate to dry land and I also wanted to think about Close Encounters, so I went out to Pear Blossom, which is the desert near Mojave. There's nothing around for miles, and uh, if you want to watch the cosmos, that's the place to stand and do it. I mean, you feel like a grain of salt, and the stars are so vast. I mean, it's almost like looking down at the sky because the sky surrounds you. It's, it's an amazing planetarium show. And I went out there, and I parked my car, turned the lights out, and sat on the roof, and looked up at the sky, and said to myself, if something comes down here right now and lands on the road and an opening appears, would I get on and take a ride? And I thought about it, and I looked up at the sky, and I got very, very nervous because I realized that I wouldn't get on and take a ride. As a matter of fact, I was getting so nervous by embracing and romancing that thought that I got back in my car and I drove back to Los Angeles. I was terrified. I wouldn't put it past this government that a cosmic water gate has been underway for the last, you know, 25 years. And at the same time, I don't think it's, uh, I think as we're growing up, or from the government's point of view, uh, I think we've, you know, we're, we're, we've, we've been adults uh, for hundreds of years, but from the government's point of view, uh, we're still growing up, and eventually they might want to tell us something about what they've uh, discovered over, over, over the decades. Uh, there is a rumor that was in U.S. News and World Report a number of months ago that uh, Jimmy Carter might make, a, uh, uh, make some unsettling disclosures about the UFO phenomena sometime in December. Uh, it's perfect timing. I opened my movie in December, so it's perfect timing. Wow. How young does he look there? <laughs> <laughs> Were you recognising him? He didn't say who it was. Just to make him feel old. 
that year was the year I was born. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so really old. <laughs> <laughs> but no, interesting that he questioned whether or not he would get onto a spacecraft if it opened a door. Um, and would you? I'd like to say yes. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I think I would like to. But there's a difference between saying I would and being in that position and actually doing it. How about you? It was the doctor I would. <laughs> <laughs> if they promised they could bring me back, yeah. I would, I think. I think uh, I've seen too many films whereby people go into these ships and come back with either implants or Dave's missing or <laughs> impregnated or... <laughs> yeah. Or what? Or don't come back. Um, so I don't know. I'd like to think I would, but I think in the middle of a desert, all that be left was your car. Um, I mean, lots of people do go missing. It could be, uh... yeah, yeah. Um, interesting what you said at the end as well about President Carter going to release information in December, nineteen seventy-seven. <laughs> How many times have we heard <laughs> that? Well, we're 44 years later, and uh, we're still hearing stuff that disclosures come in as yeah. recently as well, this last December, December. <laughs> um, which is tells a story itself that they've been hyping up disclosure for 40 odd years, and it's still not come. Yeah, definitely. Or maybe it has. Maybe it has, and they've just been dripping, drip, 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 feeding us, um, and we're towards the end of that. Dripping pot, I don't know. But. Could be. I'm talking of things like government disclosure and things like this. This next celebrity is someone that's been quite involved the last few years with the government, with the UFO field in America, uh, taking on government contracts with his To the Stars Academy. So this is Tom DeLong from Blink 182, who obviously famously heads up the Two Stars Academy of Arts and Science, who are behind the Unidentified series, who pushed, like, leaked the release of those Navy videos in 2017, all this stuff. Um, but this is from years ago. This is from when Blink-182 were at the top of their fame. It's a documentary that sort of followed them on tour. So I'll play this one. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm fucking ready, dude. So, uh, oh shit, God, you want to get me started on UFOs. But just that oh, one yeah. story. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a friend that's been uh, working to out like the secrecy of UFOs for like 10 years. And uh, I met up with him on the East Coast, and I asked him what he was doing, wondering if there's anything I could do to help or whatever. And he, he spent 10 years filming like over 500 top secret witnesses that work for the government and uh, they all work for like you know everywhere uh, from CIA to Lockheed Martin to Boeing Corporation to uh, the Defense Intelligence Agency the NSA and the NRO these are all like spy agencies and stuff and all these people are talking and they're on camera because they understand that this videotape is what's going to get them to be able to testify in front of Congress and so they're all talking about a lot of things about aliens and UFOs from people that 
were in charge of like our whole nuclear uh, missile inventory. They were in charge people that worked at like NORAD and all this stuff. And this one guy's talking because he he used to work for uh, the Air Force, uh, and they're called the Blue Berets, and they work for a nuclear like cleanup task force. And so they get these pages and they'd fly all over the earth. And if there was like a nuclear warhead that's leaking or something's going wrong, they were the only ones that had top secret clearance high enough to like fix our and contain the area where our own nuclear weapons are. It's like no one's allowed to see them. But he was one of a few people that would get his page and they'd fly across wherever the con- you know the continent or whatever, and they would land. And instead of there being like a, a nuclear warhead, there would be like a crashed UFO and alien bodies and stuff. And he was on this crash retrieval team, and he talks about all these stories that he used to. Um, get bodies and and the actual hardware and he was the one that was responsible to make sure make sure it gets shipped down to like Wright Patterson Air Force Base into to the Nevada test range where Area 51 is and stuff. And he talks of another time where he was in the Pentagon. This is the story you want to hear. Where he's at the Pentagon and uh, and his boss comes into him takes and takes him into a, a certain area where they go down these stairs to an elevator. Go down the elevator about he said probably like six or seven stories underneath the Pentagon. They got out and they walked down this big, long, white tunnel. And they walk down that. They get in this uh, little car. And the car goes, he didn't say, he said it went like really fast for like 20 minutes underground. They get out and they walk through another white tunnel. And uh, and his boss looked at him and said, uh, said something. He said something like, things aren't always like as they seem or something. It sounds like a movie. But this, this guy is like testifying on camera. Another one that looks very really young in the in the uh, in the video. Yeah, I don't know when when that exactly was. That was uh, some years ago. Um, but yeah, that was was that at the height of their their fame. I think it seems to be. It's following them on following them on, on tour and it looks very young. I think it is during the probably it's be the early two thousands and by the uh, looks of it. Yeah. Uh, very interesting what he talks about blue berets um, and being taken down several um, stories in lifts and all manner of strange retrievals and mm-hmm. and for him to then go on to go on to say the Joe Rogan podcast and talk about to the Stars Academy talk about we've got these videos to release over all those years so he clearly has had a tremendous amount of um, knowledge that he's gained also clearly people have talked to him about stuff and he knows he knows even from then about certain projects and project names and and clearly has stuck to his story uh, and stuck to what he believes in which is the sign of a good count of things is when people don't change their story and they continue with that that ongoing um, sort of journey that they go on. So yeah, yeah. definitely. And I, if I had this money, I'd be setting up these organisations to absolutely do investigation and research that to the stars have done. Yeah, and they they've they've gained a lot of traction, media, positive media. Um, which a lot of others haven't. So I don't know if that's due to who he is. Um, yeah. He's he's had some high-profile people in there um, with these TikTok video, uh, sorry, Tic Tac video, not TikTok video, 
Blimey, that's that's a bit too 2020, isn't it? <laughs> um, but all these kind of videos that have been released over the last few years, he's all he's sort of had a part to play in in a lot of it. So yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. This this last clip we've got, this is probably arguably one of the most famous that we've featured on this episode. Yeah, uh, I think we have another. You might have something to say about that. <laughs> this is John Lennon. I believe this is quite well known, possibly at the time. And obviously, this was again about much of decades ago. He's uh, not been around for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> he was at that point. He was the the lead singer and writer for the the most popular boy band, for want of a better phrase, in the world at the time. And yeah, uh, there wasn't many people more famous than him, unless you were royalty. I don't think. Yeah. So this is John Lennon uh, in 1974. Describing his UFO sighting that took place in New York City, where he was living at the time. Over yeah. here, up there, I saw a UFO, and it went down the river, turned right at the United Nations, <laughs> turned left, and then down the river. It wasn't a helicopter, and it wasn't a balloon, and it was so near. And it looked what sort of uh, round, just, white, just like, and silent. Uh, silent, and it looked dark, like black or grey in the middle, and had white lights, just looked like light bulbs, you know? Just going off, on, off, on, off, on, blink, 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 round the bottom, and on top was a red light. Interesting. Uh, it describes a typical sort of UFO, round with white lights. <clears throat> I say typical UFO, there doesn't appear to be a typical UFO, but that's, that's what I would imagine seeing, uh, a round object with these lights. Um, yeah. He, he looks like he genuinely believes that he saw that as well. He was able to describe the direction, where it went. Um, yeah, flying around New York City by the uh, sounds of it. Yeah. It'd be in, <clears throat> interesting to see if that was caught on the, any kind of cameras. Although I suppose back then there probably wasn't so many, many cameras around. Um, and I'm sure air traffic control if they saw anything wouldn't make that public because New York is quite a uh, population-dense area um, and they wouldn't want to uh, fear-monger, I suppose. What do you think? Yeah. I think obviously, he has a history of using certain drugs, yeah. uh, but not the type that I think that... I mean, I don't, I don't know. I know he was quite a weed user, I'm not sure about anything else personally, mm. what he say, but he, he doesn't make reference to it and he seems quite credible, I know there's been a couple of interviews where he's talked about it, found a couple yeah. on the same subject, so and for him, someone with such a influence and to be so well known, like he's got nothing to gain by again, most of these people, they've got nothing to gain by making up these stories or anything like that they've only got stuff to lose really yeah absolutely they've got they've got all the fame they've got all the money so it's not about enhancing like you say it's a detractor if anything yeah um, especially maybe not so much with Kim Wilde nowadays but the rest of them for definite at that particular point in their life Muhammad Ali probably I'm imagining was at the top of his fight game at that point to come yeah. out with all that kind of stuff, I I can't even imagine what the press was saying about that. <laughs> yeah. So, did you think that if like today's P 
people that are on the same sort of level of fame as them yeah. they were back in the day would that be good for the whole subject of UFOs mm. yes it would be good for the subject of UFOs but I don't think it would be good for them and the reason I say that is you only have to look at social media profiles of these sporting stars of these celebrities and everything is manufactured and marketed in a way that it's all squeaky clean yeah. everything's you look got to look good you've got to say the right thing you're not allowed to say the wrong thing and that wrong thing might be using the wrong words using saying the wrong thing and ufos and the paranormal and alien aliens as soon as you mention the word alien i think to a celebrity nowadays that would be mark a death sentence on their career yeah i think with today's culture it's very here to take on tomorrow yes for every one person that makes it there's thousands waiting to take the place and i think back then it wasn't it wasn't like it is today where you can get overnight overnight viral sensations and stuff and i think yeah with today's culture they can be cancelled is the word i think they use cancel culture yeah Yeah, is is the 2020 term for sort of ending someone's career yeah and like you say is you could be a, a great celebrity overnight you lose all of that and the next person's on and you are, as they used to say that you are yesterday's chip paper yeah so it's um yeah i do <clears throat> i think it would be good if celebrities came out and said it but i don't think they'd be allowed to say it by their pr companies that's like for Muhammad Ali, that's like somebody like Conor McGregor coming out and saying that he, he's seen UFOs. I think the UFO community would go, oh my God, I can't believe he's just said that. That's A, a good thing and a bad thing for us. And then the media would just annihilate him. Yeah, you can imagine uh, Muhammad Ali's PR or, or his agents probably behind the scenes like shaking his head like, what? Shut up, Muhammad. Like, well, the thing yeah. is, back then it was all live. It was all live, and you could go out there essentially and say whatever you wanted. Whereas now, everything is is pre-recorded pretty much, especially yeah. in today's climate. Um, not a great deal of stuff of interviews like that would go out live. Um, and for that reason, I think even if it was said in an interview, you wouldn't you wouldn't see it. Yeah, he'd be on the corner floor. Yeah, absolutely. Because somebody would say, you're not putting that on the TV or you're not broadcasting that, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a shame, but um, it just relies on the internet, podcasts like this to sort of get get the news out and, and make people aware of stuff. Um, so I think, I think podcasts and the internet as a whole is a good medium for um information sharing really which wouldn't have happened back then uh, and certainly wouldn't happen in mainstream now definitely cool well that just about does wraps us up for this episode that was a good one i enjoyed that it was um it was good to see celebrities talking about their experiences and like we've discussed throughout the episode um whether or not a we'd get on a an alien ship if it landed down in front of <laughs> um but also the fact that like we were just mentioning the 
these people have come out and said stuff when they've got nothing to gain by doing it. Absolutely no fame gain gain to get from it. They're, in fact, their careers could nosedive um, the very next day. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed listening to some of those. Some of those I haven't heard before, so that's good. Um, and the John Lennon one was a particular highlight, along with the Muhammad Ali one. The Robbie Williams one I already knew that he was into it, same as Sean Ryder, but Muhammad Ali and John Lennon, two very high-profile people. Yeah, I, I love the Kurt Russell story. Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane to, to me. Yeah, yeah, and that that particular occurrence or event or uh, with the Phoenix Lights is one that still to this day is really not not conclusively sort of been resolved. So Yeah, not at all. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.